Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. But that's not really important right now. Yeah, Matt, just get it out. Get it out. It's. I've been thinking about this all morning. If you haven't seen the tweet, I had a craving for steak, egg, and cheese McMuffin this morning. And no, we are not sponsored by McDonald's. If they want to throw some money for this, that's fine. Or just some free McMuffins. Pull around the drive through I'm in line. There's like five, six cars. And in front of me is a pickup truck. And all I see is just an ice cream cone. Come out the window. Nothing else. And then he drove away. And I sat there stunned. Uh, who is this man? Is he driving while eating the ice cream cone? Because I mean, think about it, Matt. You got one hand on the wheel. You're like, oh, oh you, yeah. can, you can drive. Uh, that, Try not to get that's like, the not, going. That's the least of your worries here. You can drive with an ice cream cone. I drive with Dairy Queen all the time. That's not a problem. I feel like the melting would be a problem. But I can't. It's uh, there's just it's a rich tapestry, Matt. The ice cream machine at a McDonald's was working. It apparently is open at 9.30 in the morning. You can't get a Big Mac at 9.30, but you could get an ice cream cone. And who is this person, and why did you want an ice cream cone? It's, I may not think be able to think about anything else today, Matt. So it's got, if you it's, want to talk about something else, just get rolling. We talked, it, we talked about some options, what it could be. I, the, the night shift option is, I think, a strong leader in the clubhouse, that this fellow was working from you know midnight to 8 o'clock or, or 1 a.m. To, to 9 a.m., Maybe he just got done with work and he doesn't really want some breakfast. He wants to get himself an ice cream cone, go home and go to sleep. Who, who amongst us after work hasn't picked up an ice cream cone or some ice cream a little bit and then go home and go to bed? But if it's not, not that, I I agree with you. I have some questions for this guy. And you brought up staking out the McDonald's, going there a couple times a week, same time, seeing if the same truck pops up, maybe cutting him off in the parking lot. I think you got to do it. I think I don't think you're going to have the answers you need until you get them or be satisfied with anything else until you have the answer. If I got if I got a new brown bag for all of next week while you're staking out McDonald's, I will fall on that sword. I will take your spot. I will talk tennis and Coco Golf and make some picks there. I just don't pick Coco Golf overs and that's what noobs would have picked. I will do it. You do you. You got to figure this thing out. And then, like, the employee at the food window sort of, like, gaslit me. Because I was like, wait a minute, buddy. Did that guy just get an ice cream cone? He's like, yeah, you can get ice cream. Like, it was a normal thing. Like, it happens all the time. Like, this is... I feel like if you're if you're working, though, at McDonald's, like, you probably see so much stuff. Like, But so ice cream cones at 9.30 in the morning? You pro- you've probably seen weirder than that. I don't know oh. when, but you've probably seen some weirder stuff than that. I don't know what... I don't think I want to know what, what was seen. But you've probably seen some weirder stuff. Uh, I guess I'll just try to pack this away, and I'm just going to take a minute to compose myself. You have I can some talk baseball, baseball picks for the, you, for the people. Compose yourself. Is but, it another yeah, afternoonless do... baseball Friday? Because yeah. baseball no, hates the, fans and money and happiness. Currently, we're only allowed to play Friday afternoon baseball if the Cubs are at home, and just nobody else wants to take that mantle. It's really it's downright rude. Um, I don't like. I think it's un-American. Uh, but lo and behold, we do have some games today. Pretty full slate. Uh, I'm going with some heavy favorites. Um, I. I've been on the, you know, the, the Dodgers and the Mets, especially with how well they've been playing. I'm, I was, I'll start with the Mets because your Phillies are in that game. And I want you to know this is by no means a fate of your Philadelphia Phillies who are uh, playing really good baseball. I want to say, you know, since they fired their manager, their toxic manager who didn't necessarily have a good feel on the clubhouse that didn't really run things well, that team was 40 and 19. Or that, yeah, I believe it's 40 and 19 since then. Might, that, may, that might actually have been a couple of It's real good. Whatever. About 20 games over 500 since doing it. Um, I don't know if there's another team whose manager is kind of asleep in the dugout and team is underperforming that might benefit from that, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to dive too far in and go on a rant about my baseball team. 
your Phillies been playing really well. They're going up against Max Scherzer at home and a Mets team that's playing equally well, if not better. I believe the Mets have won 15 of their last 17. Phillies have won 12 of the last 14, but Mets have won 15 to 17. They're kind of starting to pull away with that division after taking four out of five from Dan's Braves. Uh, they, them and the other team we'll get to in the Dodgers certainly look like the two best teams in baseball right now. Hopefully we get them in NLCS. That would be a, a lot of fun to watch. But uh, Max Scherzer's on the mound. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's probably not going to win the Cy Young because that looks like Sandy Alcantara's in, in Miami, but he's going to be a candidate. He's going to get votes. He's been worth every penny of the 40-plus million a year the Mets are paying him. Uh, I like the Mets at home playing the run and a half uh, at plus 105. I just think that's some good value there. And like we've talked about many times before, when a team wins a game, it's actually more oftentimes than not by more than a run. Uh, so let's take Scherzer and the Mets at home there. And then another team in the NL playing incredibly good baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're going to lay the two and a half here, the alt line. I've seen it sometimes. Uh, FanDuel went back and forth. At one point, it was the main run line, and then they moved it. And they, if you had to find it in alt lines, whatever, go grab the two and a half. Cause that's where you're going to get the plus money. The Dodgers have won 10 in a row. Their last 10 have all covered minus two and a half. So every one of their last uh, 10 wins on this winning streak have been by three or more runs. They're going up against the Royals team. Excuse me, that's coming off through uh, taking three out of four against the White Sox at home. Uh, the White Sox had several ch- chances to blow all three of those losses open with with uh, runners in scoring position, a lot of bases loaded, two men on chances. Just didn't really come through at all. The Dodgers are a team that when they get those chances, they will come through. Uh, I think they steamroll the Royals tonight with Tony Gonsolin, who's uh, had a slow start to the second half, but he kind of got back on track, thrown five scoreless against the Padres last time out. So back and heavy favorites to win by a lot of runs. Uh, and one, one of them with, you know, Max Scherzer on the mound, love back in that. So let's have some fun. Let's root for some heavy favorites and uh, hope, hopefully our team scores some runs here. Yeah, I just trying to figure out whether or not maybe like there was a kid next to him that I couldn't see he was sitting too low and he's mm-hmm. just like a bad parent. Could have been an ice cream cone for, for, for the morning. Maybe anyway, that's, that's very possible. Uh, to try to get me out of this loop, maybe I'll watch some tennis this afternoon because there's quite a bit of tennis and quite a bit of good tennis. The women's matches here in Toronto should be a lot of fun. Um, have a couple picks there. There is still tennis in Concord today. Just nothing really stuck out to me. I did play um, the long spread earlier. Um, hopefully you saw when I posted that again, that's, there's a link on my profile. You can see everything there. So looks like she might cover today. Uh, last time, Matt, we laid the spread with Wong. She won the first set six, zero, but then lost the second set zero six, not good for your oh, spread. No. Bet. So no. hopefully things go a little bit better for Miss Wong today. She got the first set six, two, but let's jump into Toronto. The first match that's up today. Didn't have anything in the Halep golf match. Don't mind a, an underdog play on golf. I might actually get around to that. Um, just didn't see any value at it right now. Old but Coco might golf. be looking at that a little bit later. Luckily, I found a way to bet the other three matches. Um, we'll start with the next two. Just clear winners in this. Jesse Pagula, one of our outrights here, goes up against Yulia Putin-Seva, who has really been playing above expectations, honestly. Uh, it's, she's been playing some great tennis, and as much as I want to say Pagula is going to blow her off the court, maybe she can hang a little bit, but it's... It's hard for me to find ways that Putin Zeva can win this match, given how good Pugula has been playing, given, you know, kind of the mental edge she's going to have in this match, and the fact that she can really serve and, and power her way through this. The match is going to be on her racket. Putin Zeva really is only going to be able to disrupt her by just returning shots and, and just, you know, being a more physical presence maybe on court, but that's never a problem for Pugula. The money line here, I'm looking right around minus 250. I had this close to minus 400 when I started. I tweak some things down for Putin Zeva's performance this week and 
but still I, I'm out close to minus 300 minus 325 honestly is what I landed on there so see some value in that favorite at minus 250 or better and put it together with Belinda Benchich who's right around minus 220 or so and this should get you plus 100 maybe a little bit better Benchich again also kind of like Pagula well actually better than Pagula Benchich has been ripping through this field had some nice news, you know, with all due respect to Vike Azarenka, who what I'd like to see play, was not able to get into Canada and really would have been Benjic's toughest match and goes up against a player in Beatriz Haddad Maya, who has snookered us a couple times this week, um, at least once, I think, this week, and can have a really high level, but has struggled against Benjic in the past and just really isn't going to be able, I think, to play up to her level. So put those two together, you get plus money. And then we'll go back to the first sets over nine and a half. For some reason, the market seems to be a little bit slow on pricing these up for our girl Zhang Quinn Yen. Don't mind her as an underdog play. The price I'm looking at right now is plus 105. I had that right at plus one, um, plus 100. So maybe a little bit of value, just not enough. But I look at this first set game spread, and I'm look, I was able to get the first set over nine and a half games at minus 115. There might be a little bit of better number out there. I had this at 10, almost 10 and a half. The full match total is 22 games, and I think we're going to see a very serve-oriented match here. Again, if you have a book that allows you to bet the first set over 10 and a half games or something like that, take a look at that too at a nice plus number. I think our friends at FanDuel might let you do that. Um, but, you know, it's generally for a little bit here or there. So poke around, see if you can find that. I know you'll be able to find the first set over nine and a half games, though. So Fagula Benchich Parlay, Pliska Vizang, first set over nine and a half games. And if you really need to bet the golf match, take off. Okay, I will. I, I I feel like I talked about it earlier, so now I now I just kind of have to. Well, that's what I was just thinking. I just said to do that, so I think I'm going to go in here and see if I can hit another dumb parlay this week. You know, for someone that clearly <laughs> cannot get the ice cream cone off the brain, you did a great job with that, Reed. That was fantastic. It felt professional. I can tell you, you did. I'm proud you know, of myself. I know you're battling through it, and you battled through it. That was nice. I snapped right back. I'm thinking of the truck. I'm trying to cement it in my mind so when I go sit out front and read a book at McDonald's for a couple of days. Maybe I can find this person. Just just a plain questions. vanilla cone? Just a plain vanilla cone. 9.30 in the morning. Maybe you just wanted it. Maybe Not even just... sprinkles. <laughs> anyway. Talk college football. I know. That's, let's get well, out of this because the show will never end if I keep doing this. I'll try to stop myself. But college football, we've got another win total here. I'm trying to remember, was it an under last time or was it an over last time? I've been going mostly going... overs so far. I've been trying to find some teams that I like overs for. Um, Clemson, they're usually pretty good. Clemson is Clemson usually team. pretty good, and that's who we're talking about today. They're over 10 and a half. Uh, it's plus 105, so we need them to go 11 and 1 or better. I, I look at their schedule. I look at what happened with them last year as a, a 9 and 3 football team. Everything kind of went as bad as it could go for them, it seemed like. Um, they still lost uh, a game they were in, I would say. They, if Pitt was the better team, but they lost to a, a really, really good Pitt team with a quarterback playing, you know, having, having an all-time year. They lost in, in a tighter game. They lost in overtime on the road to NC State. Um, those are two tough losses that they can probably kind of come and get back. Uh, I, they have NC State at home. They have Miami at home. They do have to go to Notre Dame, and that, that, that'll be a tough game for them later later in the year in November. I just look at this. I look at the defense they have coming back. It could be the best defense in college football and an all-time good defense for them. They just need their offense to be a little bit better. Like not great. They just need their one of their two five-star quarterbacks. Whether it's DJ getting off to a better start and having a good year, or if he's bad enough replacing him. Like they need one of them to just kind of run the offense. They don't. 
They don't need anything special. You don't need to recapture the the Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence Travis Etienne magic. Like, you know, so I said Etienne a lot better than Andy did. Um, that was impressive. You, you, thank you. You don't, I, anytime I have a chance to take a little, little jab at Andy, I think I have to, especially if he's on an airplane right now. Um, I, I think you just, uh, I like Clemson to bounce back at the plus money. Like the ACC is a bad conference. It's, it's not necessarily down this year because I feel like it's kind of down every year. It's just not a very good football conference and they're bigger games. They, they get at home. Uh, and I really like them this year to bounce back. I think they respond a little bit. Uh, and I, I like them at, at plus money to be 11 and one or better with the one mm-hmm. loss coming to Notre Dame, of course. Well, that's see that you almost had me and then you did the Notre Dame thing. Cause I hey, last time, last Dame. time they went to South, last time they went to and South. I love it when Notre Dame loses. Like the Manti Teo thing was a did was like ten times funnier because he there's was a documentary player. on that on him now. Like they, I don't, I forgot where it is, but they like I, he did a sit down and did a documentary about it. I'm actually, I, I might so have actually find it in ESPN. I don't remember, but yeah, I, I want to find it and watch it. I'm kind of surprised that he was just like, yeah, I'll talk about it. Do you think the ice cream cone thing was a well planned prank against me? Maybe it was me and Dan. It could have been. Anyway, there's football tonight. Another thing to distract me from this whole kerfuffle, if you will. But, yeah, quite a bit of preseason games tonight, it looks like. Dan was nice enough to put together a little graphic for us. We've got Falcons and Lions, Browns, Jaguars, Cardinals, Bengals, Jets, Eagles, Packers, 49ers. It'd be a decent slate, honestly, if we were watching all these teams play at once. I mean, do you have any angles here? Do you generally bet the NFL preseason? I know you're someone that likes to scratch the itch, but – do you have any serious concepts or thoughts about these games? I get, I always get excited about the idea of the preseason because everybody does, because it means football is kind of almost back. But then like once the hall of fame game happens and maybe I see the bears for, you know, the first quarter of their preseason game, I kind of get to the point of just being like, Oh, this actually just sucks. Like I, I don't, I don't bet on it because I just, it's so unpredictable. And I just, I, I don't blame anybody that does. And if you have some leans, like there's definitely some leans to be had, finding who's going to play where and what starters are going to be sitting. And you know, a team like uh, we we're talking about earlier, the it looks like the Jaguars are a team that you know Doug Peterson's going to let Lawrence and Etienne like play a decent amount and kind of get their feet under him. And I expect them to play probably like a half of football. Deshaun Watson, uh, on the other hand, Cleveland probably going to play in that game too. How much is he going to play? So I. That's one that maybe I'm looking at like a first half over because I think we're going to see some offensive starters, but also like how much are they going to show? So like that, those are things you kind of have to take into account too. Long story short, no, I don't really have much. Um, I guess we were talking about Lions Falcons earlier about how that line is shifting a ton. I think I'm going to try, I'm interested, not necessarily going to bet it, but monitor it a like fade the hard knocks team because I think you're going to see a lot of public money get bet up on the Lions, especially with that first episode being so good that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, the Lions are going to win this preseason game. Actually, it just has no influence on anything at all. So maybe that that might be something. Maybe fade the Hard Knocks team. I think that's going to be my official advice, because that's what I'm the, the system I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm flipping through. The folks on Underdog do a great job. It's kind of lets you know who's going to play in it. It looks like for both of these games, we're going to get kind of a serious effort. Um, I thought Andy pointed out something interesting. I believe that was yesterday. And that take a good look at the first half lines versus the full game lines here and try to figure out kind of what your narrative is. And yeah. it's always good to back coaches. Again, last night, if you did the coaches that care parlay, which is really not Bill Belichick, the other game, Giants won. And then the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh continues his preseason victory streak, which is just which an is odd wild. thing. But, you know, 
it is. But it's it's great. But I think it'll be a lot of fun games to watch. I'll be curious to see. I'm sure the Eagles game will be the one that's on here for me locally. Uh, maybe I'll try to find a stream or something. It'll be interesting to watch Browns Jaguars. I wonder if uh, the nasty man, if you will, Deshaun Watson, will uh, be you know angry out there trying to do everything, knowing that he's he's going to take a break here to try to remind everybody how great he is. Uh, They'll try to look for like a, a Browns first quarter team total over or something. It's, there's no way they hang those for preseason, right? I would doubt it. And if they do, maybe, yeah, take it. But probably not. I don't think they should be giving those out. Yeah. That's the only thing I'll look at. Maybe something like that. And again, just make sure you go back, look and see who's starting. And be careful, folks. It's the preseason. No preseason first touchdowns. the players touchdown are warming scores? up. No, hmm? no first touchdown scores for the preseason for us? You can't get a little, little celebrity first touchdown? The books fear me. Some, some picks. They fear I mean, me. <laughs> I, I know you were you were unreal with them last year. If, I feel like you if were you find first touchdown game. score odds, yeah. If you find first touchdown score odds for these games, get slide up in the DMs and let me know. We'll uh, we'll, we'll figure out something there. But yeah, I don't see too many um, lines up or anything like that. But that's all we got, folks. Again, if you see any first touchdown scores, if you have any theories about this lunatic getting ice cream at McDonald's at nine thirty in the morning. You can DM me there at underscore noobs. Or if Make you're sure in the you area follow. and see a red pickup truck and a guy eating ice cream cone. That's a good Slide one. Slide into Alex. Pat Rooney. Games. You can find him there at M Rooney. All the great stuff that he writes does for bets for us and things are there. And then him antagonizing White Sox media members, apparently. Um, mm. A lot of that going on. Just the on, White Sox, not the media members. The media members are fine. That's true. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thumbs up, like, subscribe. We'll see you on Monday.